This is episode seven with Yasmina Ellens. Welcome to At The Course Podcast. My name's JJ, your host, At The Course, where each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you stay at the cause and not the effect. Let's get it. Yasmina, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, JJ. It's great to see you. It's great to see you as well. I'm really uh, glad to have you on this podcast. It's, um, uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I'd like to have, have you sit down and sort of talk with me about, about what you're doing. Uh, so you have this, for people that don't know, you have this very successful podcast in the Young Entrepreneur's Journey where you can see some amazing people such as, uh, well, Joe Foster, the founder of Reebok. That was a great interview. I'm listening to the one you did right now with Bill Corrigan, known for his $300 million mm. sale of what was previously, I think you mentioned in that podcast, it was a failing startup, but he sold it to the tech giant Microsoft and many more well-established people and entrepreneurs you've spoken to in your podcast. So you've developed these relationships with eight to nine figure mentors, members of War Room, Tony Robbins, Platinum Partnership, and all this whilst remaining engaged, bubbly, and super positive in your approach to business and life. You're absolutely amazing, and I love spending time with you. So you're someone that's really got a lot of things happening in this area. And uh, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Wow. Thank you, JJ. This is one of the nicest and most flattering intros I've ever received. And it really warms my heart. And I'm so happy to be here today because, you know, I have so much respect for you and everything that you're up to and and your lifestyle. And I think you're awesome. So, yeah, I'm excited to chat. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that that's absolutely great to hear. Um, yeah. So, like, let, let, let's give people listening a bit of a, a bit of an intro. So perhaps you sort of give us a view on. Uh, what you're doing at the moment and um, and where it all started. Yeah. Uh, why don't I start from the beginning? I feel like that's a good place to start. So the beginning is when I was this shy, awkward teenager and um, I really didn't have any self-esteem or self-confidence. And I found it really difficult to have those really meaningful friendships. And it's funny because when you're at school, any kind of friendships you make, or even at work, like most friendships that people make are accidental. They're like, oh, you happen to be sitting next to each other in maths class. And so then it's like, well, hey, let's go to lunch. And then people will go to lunch and then they do that several times. And now suddenly they're friends. Um, but there, there was no intentionality between behind like, do I really want to connect with this person? Do we have, uh, you know, similar values, similar goals, all those kinds of things. And the same thing happens at work, which is, you know, oh, you know, we're colleagues. Let's go out for drinks after. And then that happens several times now. And now suddenly you have another accidental friend. And it's, it's strange. I do get slightly off track with my my story, though. So I was really shy. And I remember I used to like look at the floor when I walked and I used to have these like lowered shoulders and I, I found it really difficult to make eye contact with people. Uh, and I remember just feeling like an outcast, feeling like I didn't belong and feeling like, you know, like people who are more popular, quote unquote, like in the status hierarchy of the school uh, were making fun of me and things like that. And I was a huge introvert and I would just, I, I was good friends with the librarian when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I, I would just read uh, books in the library on my beanbag. And um, yeah, and then uh, at some point, you know, I, I knew that I did a lot of cool things. I knew that I was, I was, I was you know, straight A student, great at music, uh, great at languages, but I didn't really know how to communicate the awesome parts of my personality to people around me. And at one point I just got really frustrated when I was like 15, 16, I was like, 
like how do people get this charisma gene and I don't like how can other people have this confidence in themselves and make these connections and just be like socially outgoing like is there some memo that I didn't get like like you know you know how like everyone gets invited to a party and you don't get invited to the party it was like did everyone get this memo about you know social skills and I didn't get that memo like that's how it felt and so then I went on this whole journey to like I, went, I literally went to google and I typed in how to get charisma and I went down this whole rabbit hole of like articles and podcasts and books and just learning about you know um, self-esteem confidence networking charisma negotiation leadership human psychology evolution and all these kinds of things to really understand okay how can I communicate myself better how can I actually feel that sense of confidence and through that I discovered this thing called personal development and as I got more confident in my life I saw that I was actually getting good and I remember when I went to America a few weeks for a few weeks when I was 17 and in Princeton and I remember this girl was like oh my god like I think you're the most popular girl on campus and and so it was like <laughs> it was so foreign to me like that was that was something that had never happened before and um yeah it was crazy and then I found out like you know I thought okay well if I can fix this part of my life like what else can I do better or maybe I can get healthy and fit and maybe I can uh you know learn better and maybe I can uh have a clearer head and meditate and start doing morning routines and cold showers and all these crazy things and uh then I got into Cambridge went to Cambridge I uh, was doing my languages there and kind of thought like okay I'm doing uni life now whatever and um I kind of you know lost the personal development a bit I'd found out about entrepreneurship but I remember feeling like well that's not really something that I can do like you know like like oh that's crazy I didn't know that people could live this whole life of their own design but that that seems so like unrealistic right and so I just kind of pushed that away was living my uni life living in my castle everything was great and then after my year abroad for some reason <laughs> I ended up in a in a very prestigious corporate internship and it was the worst 10 weeks of my life. And it was like, you know, like the best kind of intern salary you would get. But I was stressed all the time. Like I was stressed in the morning waking up about going there. I was stressed on the way home in the evening because I knew that I'd have to go there the next day. I was stressed on a Friday because I knew that, and I was stressed on the weekend because I knew that I'd have to go on a Monday. So I was just stressed all the time. And, you know, everyone there was like, thank God it's Friday. People didn't seem like full of life or joy or like they were on their path and they were on their mission. And I remember three weeks in a row bumping into this senior woman in my company in the bathroom on a Friday. And she would say the same thing each week verbatim in a row. She didn't, she didn't remember that she said it, but basically when we were talking about, oh, you know, like, thank God it's Friday. Like, what are you doing on the weekend? Oh no, we have to go back on Monday. And every single week she would say, welcome to adult life. And I just remember being like, ew what do you mean that's so gross like I, I was like no like 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 no like screw this this is not my adult life I cannot do this and it really took it really took me having reality slap me in the face like if I don't do something about my life and I don't take control over my destiny this is going to be my future because this is where my environment is pushing me everyone's like you know like oh you're a you're a high a Cambridge student straight A smart you should get a high flying corporate career and um so I tried that and I was like this is not for me 
And that really lit a fire under my ass to do something. And then my next thing was like, well, okay, I've been a closet entrepreneur for like five years. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know how, but I'm going to do something. And I remember thinking, well, I don't know anyone who is an entrepreneur. And I don't really know anything about entrepreneurship. So I don't really know what to do. <laughs> then I thought, okay, I could go to lots of events and meet entrepreneurs. But then I thought, well, how am I going to keep these entrepreneurs in my life? Like, because what happens since I happen to these kinds of events is you speak once and you never speak again. And so I thought, okay, well, what if I had a podcast where I interviewed entrepreneurs about their entrepreneurial journey? And then there would be a reason for us to continue the relationship. So really the podcast started out as a tool for me to meet entrepreneurs and learn more about entrepreneurship. And um, yeah, it's been pretty insane. So I went to like all the kinds of different events across London, um, put them all in my calendar. I flew to New York to an entrepreneurship event uh, to meet really serious people. And um, yeah, that changed my life. That changed my life. I met my business partner, Greg, through that. And you know Greg really well. And um, it's been a pretty crazy journey. And since then, I've been able to, you know, I've interviewed people like Sir Martin Sorrell, former CEO of the largest advertising company in the world, founder of Reebok, as you say, um, leader of the number one real estate team in Canada. And, um, you know, like it's it's gotten to the point where, where I've managed to build these incredible mentor-mentee relationships with people and, you know, had, you know, recently had an eight-figure entrepreneur reach out to me um, and another eight-figure, another eight-figure uh, business person actually offer mentorship um, after only knowing them for two and a half weeks and like for free, um, just because they really vibe with me and my business partner. And um, it's, it's been pretty amazing. It's been a pretty wild journey and a lot of things have happened and I attribute all of that to having started that podcast amazing yeah so cool and I, I love that you know you said that you weren't really too sure about what entrepreneurship was and yeah you know you really wanted to continue these relationships with people that you met that you met that were entrepreneurs so you kind of use this as a way to have that conversation and that relationship continue with, with these people so mm -hmm. not worrying that you might not know about the subjects but um uh, okay, we see some technical difficulties here. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah, you're back now. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I think I went out for a moment. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really interesting. So like a lot of people would, would feel like, you know, if they're not, if they don't know something about a subject, then they wouldn't want to do a, a podcast or any kind of publication about it because they would be worried that people might say or think that they don't really know much about that. And they'd be kind of making themselves vulnerable in, in a way that they might not want to be. So did you, you know, what was that like for you? Were you just confident from the get and knowing that this is the great way to do things or did you sort of, sort of develop into that? Well, I knew that I needed to make it work. And I think that's why, you know, it's, it's funny. Life is always working in your favor. And even when you're going through hard times and you're going through a different situation, you're like, fuck this, I hate this. You realize months weeks made later months later years later like wow i'm so glad that that happened so actually you know i can talk about how i really didn't enjoy that that internship experience but actually i'd say that's one of the best things that ever happened to me because if i didn't do that that wouldn't have pushed me into action and everyone is kind of going through life in their you know day-to-day 
to the grindstone and and everything's like fine and people you know people can feel the sense of dissatisfaction maybe there's like this low-key undercurrent of depression or low-key undercurrent of stress or low-key undercurrent of anxiety or there's some kind of void in an area of life whether it's health dating um social business whatever it is and people won't make a change unless there's enough pain for them to literally be like fuck this and I literally call it a fuck this event. That's what happened when I was a teenager and I was frustrated that I I didn't have this magnetic energy that other people did. That's what happened when I was in this internship and I was like, this is my future if I don't do something about it. So I really had a lot of emotional leverage behind me. And without that emotional leverage, you're not going to take that action. Um, I completely agree that, you know, at that time I had that thought of, oh don't know anything about entrepreneurship why on earth would an entrepreneur want to talk to me and so that's what I thought about when I was coming up with the theme of the podcast and the mission of the podcast obviously every podcast should have a mission because it's easier to invite guests on that way because then it's like oh I have a mission that I can stand behind and for me it was like well I'm young and it's a journey so I'll call it the young entrepreneur's journey and then when I went and started talking about the podcast at events even though it didn't actually exist and it was just an idea I just talked about it with um, passion and enthusiasm and um, you know I, I kind of pitched it in a way that well you know you hear all these uh, entrepreneurship podcasts and that's great and you learn stuff but it's just successful business people talking to successful business people and a lot of the stuff that they say is really unrelatable and for someone like me who's at the beginning of the journey who really wants to like i mean i'm young i'm committed to this entrepreneurial journey like no one's really having those kinds of conversations and when i pitched it that way people were like oh that's really interesting and actually you know especially young people they can feel a little they, they can feel a little scared or like an imposter or like you know I, who am I I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just 18 I'm just 20 I'm just 15 I'm just 25 like like what do I know it's like your youth is your greatest advantage people want to help young people who are ambitious and hungry grow and thrive and people who are successful in any kind of industry really want to help the young people in that industry see success and something that i found with mentors as well is you know people who are successful usually um, become mentors for two reasons and the first reason is that they had a mentor and they saw how amazing that effect had on their life that without that mental, they would, there's no way they would be where they are today and they learned so much. And so they want to be that for someone as well. And the second reason is that they didn't have a mentor and they struggled so, 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 so much. And they went through pain and, and heartbreak and just this horrible, like difficult, difficult experiences figuring things out. And now that they're in a successful position, they see a young person, they're like, man, I wish I had a mentor. And so then they want to be that person that, that brings them up. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I definitely did feel a sense of imposter syndrome. I even remember my first podcast guest that I met, um, really, really great guy. Um, I remember after I spoke to him at an event and he was like, yeah, let's do a podcast. 
on the tube on the way back, I was like, hey, man, like, I'm a little nervous about this. You know, I've never done this before. I, I don't know anything about this. Like, and he's just like, Yasmino, you have a microphone, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, good. You have questions, right? I'm like, yeah. So he goes, so what's the problem? Like, you're fine. And I, I think it's funny, you know, it's scary to take action and it's scary to put yourself out there, but that's what differentiates you from 99% of the rest of the people. Because yeah, it's scary, but if it were easy, then everyone would be doing it. The thing is, it is easy. People are telling themselves it's difficult, but it actually is as easy as you have a microphone, you have questions, and and you don't even need a microphone, to be honest. And um, so yeah, you just got to take the action and th through doing, you learn and you get better and better and better over time. Yeah, amazing. And I think that that's a great message, especially for people that are listening to this that might have something in mind that they would like to start a podcast on or might want to just be able to start to develop some kind of publication, if it's not audio or video, or maybe some kind of writing publication. I remember you saying a story at one point where you spoke to a guy that really wants to do his own podcast, but he was a great writer. He was able to go ahead and start producing that kind of content instead. So kind of like finding what your uh, what your area of interest is and then and then using that to be your your vehicle to connect with people. I think it's really, really interesting. And uh, yeah, testimony to you for like building this incredible podcast that you did coming from that place where, and I totally resonate with that because for me, when I was younger, I had the same thing. I was like head down, you know, looking at my feet, didn't really want to engage with anybody, found it very difficult to understand how to behave and what the rules were. Uh, I just wanted to know mm -hmm. what the rules were, <laughs> but nobody mm -hmm. told me what they were or like what, what, how I was supposed to be. And I think for, you know, people that go through that experience where, when you're younger, uh, being socially awkward or, or that, that feeling of anxiety where, when you're younger, definitely um, uh, you're somebody that I think a lot of people can look up to and say, hey, well, look, if she's able to uh, overcome that and then starts to develop these relationships with the people that she admires and maybe I can as well. So I think that it's really powerful what you're doing and I'm really excited for you. And I'm so excited to see that the work that you're doing. Uh, I mean, so right now, so, you know, we had Greg on uh, in a previous episode and, you know, you guys are business partners, you're working on stuff together. So right now you have a, a business where you're helping people develop relationships. Maybe you could tell us more about that. Mm. Yeah. So what we've really found from all the people that we've spoken to and the experiences that we've had is that a lot of entrepreneurs feel very lonely because they, they feel like the people around them don't understand them. And it might not even just be entrepreneurs. It could just be ambitious people with big dreams, right? Like, oh, you dream crazy. You dream wild dreams. You want to make that life that you want a reality. And they have an environment that around them that doesn't support that. Their parents are saying, hey, be realistic. Stop with this entrepreneurship. Go get a job. Go get a real job. What are you doing? Go, go do something stable. You know, stop putting yourself in these difficult situations. Stop messing around. Like time to be an adult and grow up. Get a real job. You've got friends around you that are like, oh, like, 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 what do you, ha ha, you know, JJ's trying to be an entrepreneur. That's so funny. <laughs> like, you know, they're making fun or like, like, or even if they're not, they just don't get it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm happy with, with my nine to five job. And you, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dissing nine to five jobs, you know, so like that 
there's some really really awesome nine to five jobs out there but there are some people that settle for this really kind of mediocre life and they don't dream bigger and so these people who are like little little unicorns uh they're you know everyone's raining on their parade and they feel like they have to filter themselves around the people that they're around they feel like that they have to censor themselves they feel like they can't express their real self and that they can't um you know they can't express their, their dreams and you, and you know what's amazing is when you have that tribe around you of people that get it and they're on their path and they support your dreams an amazing thing happens where it's like suddenly because i see oh jj's doing all these amazing things now my standards is set up it is set higher and it's like well maybe i can do all these amazing things as well and uh, it really instills that belief in you that is possible and that because you're on such a same wavelength you you feel like you can be yourself you can have fun like life is a grand adventure life is full of joy it's not difficult the world is easy and that's an amazing thing and so what we really do is we help people find their tribe so that they can create the stories that they'll tell for a lifetime like they can live their life's grand adventures and have all these amazing stories with the people that they really love and and uh, that that freedom to just be on their path and be on their adventure with amazing like-minded people um it, it's such an incredible thing and then also we help people build relationships with mentors who have the exact results that they want so that they you know imagine that someone because we, we keep saying this jj and i know you really vibe with this but you are one relationship away from your life changing forever it takes literally one relationship and so if you have and that could be a peer relationship like my relationship with greg that relationship changed our life forever and that's the only that's that's uh you know that's that's probably that like that relationship is the reason that we're speaking today now that's the reason that this is happening right now which is crazy but you know imagine that in in whatever field that you want to be successful in you have a mentor who has 20 to 30 years of experience in that field and you can call them up anytime and they they see they see their name your name pop up on their phone they're like oh jj oh hey what's up jj and uh you know you just have that amazing friendship and that amazing bond and they feel like they can share and contribute and you learn and uh what's really crazy with mentors actually is you know it's it's funny greg and i uh, a few weeks ago we went to forró dancing which is a brazilian partner dance it's kind of like the chill version of salsa and at the end of the social dancing i end up dancing with this older guy and it was just, i didn't know who he was and then afterwards we just started chatting a bit and he's like oh what are you doing i'm like i'm an entrepreneur he's like oh yeah me too and we start chatting and he starts talking about like some really really incredible high level business things that he's doing like like stuff that you would have probably heard of, um, which is really amazing. And uh, so he's got all these like decades of experience in, you know, deals and business and just like really hard and busy business experience. And he was actually talking to me and he was telling me how frustrated he was because he really wants to mentor people because he really wants to give back and help people, uh, you know, not make all the mistakes that he did. And he just gains so much satisfaction out of that. And he was saying, but I can't find people to mentor. And what's crazy is that, you know, there are people out there with all this experience who are looking for someone young and hungry to pour into. And so um, really, this was a really long-winded way of, of saying that we help people find their tribe and create the stories that they'll tell for a lifetime.
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, the stories that you'll tell for a lifetime, it sounds like, I mean, that would be the most filling type of work to be involved in because you are dealing with fulfillment, right? You're helping people find that thing that they care about the most and then seek out mentors, find people that would be a good fit for that tribe that would resonate with their mission and then build that 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 calls together so i think that it's really really interesting uh that, that that whole idea because it is as you say it is lonely um at times as an entrepreneur or as somebody that has their own business because you're doing a lot of things by yourself you're working for yourself and yeah you're you're at the grindstone right and you're sort of just hammering away day in and day out so you don't really have that support structure sometimes yeah and as you say there might be people in your life that not only don't fit into your tribe they might be friends you've had for a long time but don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and be against you not purposefully but not you know kind of giving you any kind of positive reinforcement um, and probably more so the latter is in not supporting you because then they would be perhaps worried that they aren't doing as well as they should be or something like that so um yeah, I mean that 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 would be difficult to to deal with, and, and I think it is so. Um, have you had situations where you've got someone in your life and they're not helping you, and they might be someone that's close, and you've had to cut them out? And, and what was that like? Yeah, I think everyone everyone who is really ambitious will go through this, and uh, it's it's very difficult. You know, um, you, you are the five, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're spending a lot of time with someone who is a negative influence in your life and someone who is pulling you down and where you just feel, you know, like relationships are supposed to be easy. They're not supposed to be difficult. There's this there's this uh, weird notion out there um, that people are talking about, like, you know, everything is about compromise. And everything is about hard work. And we make really, really hard work to keep the relationship it's like, no, well, then you're probably not compatible. Like really fulfilling, solid relationships are where things are just click and things are just easy. And there's really very, very little need for any kind of compromise because you're so in alignment and there's just positivity and support of each other. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, if you're spending your time with five criminals, you're going to become the sixth criminal. If you're spending your time with five millionaires, well, it's just the natural progression of things that you're going to become the sixth millionaire because you're focusing on the things that they're focusing on. You're hearing the things about they're doing. And so by progression, you'll start to take similar actions and focus on those things as well. And so, yeah, it is really difficult to distance yourself from those people you love, but it's definitely necessary. And I've definitely had experiences where I've had to create distance and create spaces between certain people because it's just not conducive to I don't even want to say conducive to my goals I want to say it's not even conducive to my happiness you know and especially if it's with um you know as I know with family members it can be very very difficult um I do believe in loving people from a distance so you can still love someone but from a distance and um that's another reason why entrepreneurs are really lonely is because okay they've like okay I've, I've cut out the negative influences now I don't have any friends <laughs> you know and uh it, it, what's beautiful about that is it is this blank slate where it's like okay like I'm in charge of my destiny and I can now start to attract the right people into my life and and really your vibe does attract your tribe 
And so it's a difficult but necessary step. Um, what I have found though is, you know, once once you once you found that tribe and once you found that harmony and once you are on your path and you are on your purpose and everything is just clicking into place and you're starting to do well entrepreneurial and all those kinds of things, um, then at that point, yeah, like you can start to hang out with the people that you used to hang out with and that maybe they were in your life for a reason that there was some fun that you had, but they were kind of holding you back in, in your in your bigger goals. And, and you can hang out for a little bit and it'll be fine. Like you vibe, you have fun, everything's great because you've done all of this personal development and, and you know, like trauma release and spiritual work on yourself and stuff like that so that you don't feel like you're being pulled back, pulled back into that way of thinking or pulled back into that way of living. But if you do that before you're at that place, it's very easy to be dragged back into that way of being by those people. So yeah, I 100% have had experience. So I'm sure you have as well, JJ. Um, it can be very difficult, but it's like, you won't even believe how grateful you will be in the future for having taken that step. Have you heard of a anthropologist called Robin Dunbar? Uh, that does sound familiar, but I'm not, not sure what the work yeah. is. Yeah, he talked about Dunbar's number which is if i'm if i'm not mistaken it's the it's the number of people that you can maintain like close relationships with hmm. uh or, or maybe not like really close, but like like relationships with social bonds and that number is at 150 and so wow. when you think about it that's not much especially since the world is filled with over 7.7 .7 billion people now that's a, that's a really low number. And so it's like out of those 7.7 .7 or, you know, 8 billion people now, I don't know, the population is rising, whatever. Um, out of those people, like, who do you want, who do you want to occupy those 150 slots? Do you want it to be, do you want it to be, have, do you want even one slot to have those negative influences? Or do you want them all to be fulfilling and positive and uplifting slots? That's another way to think about it. Yeah, definitely. I, I like that way of thinking about it because it, you know, it gives you, a sense of that it's a finite number, you know? Um, so even if you wanted to be friends with everybody and even the people that weren't a very good influence for you, so, you know, in a way that might be able to benefit them because you love them, they might be a family member, whatever it is. If you only get 150 people you can have a real relationship with, then yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to have any one of those slots filled by somebody that wouldn't be either uh the best version of themselves or at least on the on the way to becoming a more um a more positive version of themselves or, or something along those lines so yeah definitely hear that very interesting so did you have like a um how how do you manage this so like, how, how do you go ahead and start to practically apply these ideas to building out relationships that would be a comparable good fit for your tribe mm-hmm yeah, well, the, the most important thing is to identify like, okay, what, what lifestyle, what, like, who are you and what kind of life do you want to live? Like, what does that look like? And then once you know what that looks like, and you know what your, your, your ultimate dream life looks like, like without, without thinking like, oh, is this realistic? Is that realistic? Like, no, like all bets off, like dream without limits and figure out, okay, what does that life look like? And then you've got to think to yourself, okay, what kind of people fit into that life that I want? And you've got to define exactly like, who do I like, 
like what kind of people do I want to spend my time with whether that's like romantically socially business partners mentors all that kind of stuff like you've got to really define like what are their traits what do they value what are their goals what what are non-negotiables for you what do they not do like what do you absolutely not tolerate and um you know what do you really value in a friendship what do you really value in a community because if you don't specifically define who you want in your life you're not going to attract that and you're not going to know what to say no to and this is what i mean when i say most friendships are formed accidentally because most people have not sat down and thought really what kind of people do i want in my life and then once you've taken that step of defining what kind of people do i want in my life then it's like okay where do these people typically hang out and then once you've figured out okay this is where they hang out then you start hanging out in those places and um yeah you know when it comes to uh, another really great way of doing this is actually building that community and that container yourself and um what's really how basically what you need is you need a reason to connect to the people that you want to connect with that's why my podcast was so powerful because it was a reason to connect with people that I wanted to connect with. If I went to one of these entrepreneur events and I said, Oh, uh, Hey, Hey Bob, love what you're doing. Uh, you know, could, could we, could we grab lunch sometime for an hour or so? And I can ask you some questions and like pick your braids. Never say that by the way, that's the most disgusting take phrase ever. Never say that you always want to make sure there's value, right? It's like, if, if I say that to Bob, where's the value for that in Bob? Where? There isn't any. There, there's no reason for Bob to do that. It's like a waste of time. But if instead it's like, hey, you know, hey, Bob, I love what you're doing. I have this podcast uh, with this like really excited audience of ambitious young entrepreneurs that will really benefit from your message. And that could bring you, you know, new new referrals for your business and new leads. And it's free marketing. I was like, oh, right. I get to talk about myself and show my personality. It's a piece of content that's out there forever. People get to know who I am. I get to share my message. I get to grow my business. It's free marketing. That's a win for him. But also it's a huge win for me because I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking an hour of his time to ask him whatever I want to ask him. But then, you know, it it feels like a win and we've had this like deeper conversation and a solidified relationship. And after every podcast, I ask, I ask people, Hey, what are your goals? Cause if I know what their goals are, then I know that maybe, maybe I'll be able to help them. Maybe I won't, but maybe that's someone I could introduce them to. Maybe this is something I could turn them on to. Maybe, maybe something will come up in six months time. And I'll remember like, Oh, so-and-so had this goal. And then I'll reach out. And that's such a great way of nurturing those relationships. And um, yeah, I've, I've done that many times. <laughs> it's, it's gone really well. I know you know one of the, one of the crazier stories, um, JJ. But yeah, I, I can actually tell you about a community that I started called the Innovation Mastermind. And I started this because I, did a, I just finished a master's in innovation, entrepreneurship and management at Imperial College London. And we had this module called Personal Innovation Development which is basically personal development, but specifically to become a better innovator, which was fascinating. And we had to do this exercise where we applied these innovation skills in our real life of like, I don't know if you've heard of the innovators DNA. It was this, um, I think it was written around the Harvard Business Review 
um, really fascinating stuff. And they talk about the five innovation skills, which are uh, questioning, associating, observing, networking, and experimenting. And so the exercise for us was, hey, we want you to practice three of these, uh, associating, questioning, and another one that's your main strength, because you should you should work on your strengths, not your weaknesses, so you can become excellent. And um, then we can write some reflection memo about it. And I thought, okay, well, my biggest strength is networking. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. And I remember the examples that they gave was like, oh, you know, talk to, talk to five different people across different industries on how they are, you know, innovative and and I was like, that sounds cool, but I want to do something a little crazier. So I started this mastermind called the Innovation Mastermind, where there was a there was a purpose, there was a mission, there was a reason. And uh, you know, the, the whole goal was, hey, let's innovate together to become better innovators. And so it was really awesome. We had people from, you know, entrepreneurs, consultants, people in finance, marketer at Google, Cambridge, um, uh, Cambridge PhD engineer singer-songwriter, MBAs, neuroscientists, like all these jewelers, all these people across different industries, like come together to innovate. And it attracted all these incredible people. And uh, it was a really great way to keep like amazing people that I've met in my orbit and to meet even more amazing people to bring them into my tribe. And then this crazy thing happened where Greg actually reposted one of my, my stories about it on Instagram and it said, hey, DM me innovation if you're interested. This guy DMs Greg, says innovation. And Greg's like, cool, I'll put you in touch with Yasmina. This guy ends up in our WhatsApp group and uh, and uh, then he like drops a, a YouTube link that's like a two minute intro video of who he is. Uh, I remember clicking on the link to the YouTube video and the first shot is of his, of, is of him hanging out on Necker Island with Richard Branson going, I love, love, love this guy. <laughs> and it just looks like they're having like the finest. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> this guy is in my WhatsApp group. What is happening? <laughs> and um, yeah, I found out that he runs um, a very successful uh, business that um, turns over $150 million per year. Now I was like, wow, this guy is in my mastermind group. This is crazy. And he like started to join the calls and gave me some really good feedback on it because he is an incredible innovator on how I can even run things better. And, um, and then he was like, he's one of these guys who just really wants to contribute and add value and all those kinds of stuff and really wants to help young entrepreneurs thrive. And I remember in the WhatsApp group, he was talking about all these uh, crazy innovative ways that he's gone about building relationships specifically. And then at some point uh, he's like, oh, but I don't want to just talk about me. I want to help you guys. <laughs> and so then he's like, um, then he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I saw that he was friends with this guy called Joe Polish, who is a super connector. He runs this huge marketing mastermind called Genius Network. He's one of the world's best marketers and um, really incredible guy. And, um, yeah. And so I, you know, I was like, Hey, just say, say how much you respect Joe Polish and all the stuff that you've done in terms of like gifting, gifting his book on addiction to several friends and, you know, all these different little value ads that you've done. And, and Craig was like, Oh, it sounds cool. You know? Uh, and then, then he, then he messages in the chat. Oh yeah. I just spoke to Joe. He might come join the innovation mastermind tomorrow. 
you just hop on uh, you won't have that much time maybe just 20 minutes no promises but uh you know we'll see and we're like what <laughs> and i remember the next day like i'm like has he registered no no registry has he registered no and then i open up the mastermind and i start doing my intro and then suddenly it's like joe polish has entered the waiting room <laughs> admit and i'm like wow i cannot believe that this is happening and then I realized not only is Joe Polish on, but actually he just last minute invited his business partner, Dean Jackson, who was like, oh, I'll just hop on for the lols. And so he was on as well. And this guy invented the squeeze page, um, which is insane. And um, yeah, it, I was so blown away by how generous they were in, in supporting what we were doing and supporting that mission and and just, just, just really just sharing, really just sharing. Um, and uh it's crazy and then then later on uh the guy the, the successful guy who'd originally joined our group um became a mentor to me and greg and um yeah that was insane and so you know it wasn't very difficult for me to put together that group and it was a, a group that attracted people around a certain mission attracted a tribe and ended up attracting a mentor and it's like when you give people a reason to connect with you and there's a value add and it gives them a mission to stand behind, you can really build some amazing, amazing relationships. That's incredible. I mean, and all from just creating that innovation mastermind, it was a part of your entrepreneurial and management um, study work that you were doing. You, you just took that and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do something a little bit better than that. And you just created this mastermind. I love that so much. And then you had these guys join. It's incredible. Like Joe Polish did. I mean, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. I mean, it shows like the value of the what, what you're saying here, which is to have this container, like, like whatever it is, whether it's a, a mastermind, a podcast, anything, um, whatever it is that is a good fit for you. And then if you allow that to be the vehicle for connecting with people, then you have that that mission behind it that people are more ready to sort of get involved in, which is, is really interesting. Uh, yeah, I actually love that. Dinner parties. Say again? Even epic entrepreneur dinner parties. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love those. Um, I want to go to those. Uh, if you did one of those every week, I would 100% go. For everybody listening, Yasmina does these incredible epic dinner parties like a big bunch of entrepreneurs that all join in and uh, become a part of her tribe. And it's it, it was really, really cool. I, I don't think I smiled or laughed as much in one evening. I mean, the next day I was just beaming uh happier than i've been for years like over the yeah. pandemic <laughs> the no, with no uh, physical contact <laughs> yeah mm. no it was really really cool so um so yeah i think that that kind of really makes it practical like, like so you have that list so you have that definition of who you want to have in your life what kind of life you want to live and then you go out and you find people on purpose rather than just by accident, rather than the people you happen to bump into at work or you happen to meet whilst you're at school. You're actually intending to meet people that you would like to be a part of your tribe. I think, that, I think that's really, really special. So, um, yeah, I feel like I could, I could easily sit and talk to you for hours, potentially two, three hours. I think we should definitely do a part two at some point, but I really respect your time. Uh, so, look, where can people find you online? Um, yeah, so the best place to find me, so you can find me on Instagram at Yasmina RTE. You can also find me on LinkedIn, um, which is just Yasmina Ellens. 
And um, yeah, I'm currently in the middle of rebranding my podcast. It's currently called The Young Entrepreneur's Journey. But if you just uh, stick around on LinkedIn and Instagram, you'll see the rebrand soon. And uh, But yeah, for now, you can go check out The Young Entrepreneur's Journey on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, um, etc. And yeah, um, hope you in- enjoy and follow along the journey. And for people that are going to contact you, um, what can you tell us, what are your goals? Like, what, what do you want to achieve and what do you want to, uh, to do next? Mm, I love this, JJ. Fast implementation. Um, yeah, you know, my goals right now are just to continue to build this movement of, of you know, we call it story tribe, finding your tribe um, to create the stories that you'll tell for a lifetime. And um, yeah, just build, like, be able to bring more freedom, love, purpose and adventure into people's lives so they they can live happier and more fulfilling lives uh that's beautiful very very well put and finally this is at the course meaning to take action with intent for someone listening that has heard this and has resonated with it that intends to build relationships with people that they admire what action can they take right now what's the first thing they should do First thing that you should do to build relationships with people that they admire. Understand that every relationship that you should have should be based on a win-win. And that the biggest, like the biggest thing that you can do to build really meaningful connections and really meaningful relationships is leading with value without without expecting anything in return. And, you know, value can come in forms of giving people great emotions, making introductions, like understanding what their goals are and how you contribute. And um, yeah, just really understanding that leading with value is the key to building amazing relationships. And so if you wanted to take an action today, it's like, think about someone that you want to build a relationship. Maybe it's someone that you already have in your life. Maybe it's someone you want to bring further into your life and think about, how you can bring value to their lives based on what their goals are and what you know their goals are and start do one thing today to add value to that person. Amazing. Yes, Mina, thank you so much. Thank you, JJ. It's been a pleasure. 